Hey, welcome back to E-Crime Bites, Season 2, Episode 7. We are on the concluding act, Act 4. This is sentencing of Gary Harmon. Whew. There's a lot to catch you up on. I'm going to I'm gonna give you a real, real quick tour because we're in Act 4, and I really strongly suggest you go back and watch the first three acts, but if you are too stubborn, there's a brother named Larry to another brother named Gary. So there's Larry and Gary Harmon. Larry Harmon used to run this Bitcoin mixing service on the dark net, made a shit ton of money, was caught by the feds. They seized his money. Gary stole it back from law enforcement, went on a spending spree at nightclubs, had a hundred, at least $100,000 in cash and was sitting in a bathtub of it, was caught. They went through his house. They seized things that we're going to describe to you here in this act. And one of them was a Swiss Bitcoin watch, which was pretty interesting. So with all that, there wasn't a lot of information in this case. It was kind of like he was arrested and then he pled guilty in January 6th of 2023, which is this year. It was really recent. So he pled guilty to one count of wire fraud. Now, if you remember, he and his brother were charged in a, a lot more than this. But what he pled guilty to was one count of wire fraud, one count of obstruction of official proceedings. And I explained earlier, that was the portion of stealing the money from his brother's brother's seizure. So basically interrupted that whole process. At the sentencing hearing, the defense argued and was hoping for 36 months or less. And that's, you know, via this thing called a pre-sentencing report that we've talked about in prior episodes that kind of lays out their argument of why he should get less time in jail. So the defense wants three years or less. The government, on the other hand, wants 51 to 63 months. And that's not on nice year boundaries, I know, but it's somewhere from four to just over four years to just over five years, if we were to round down. So in the sentencing hearing, they, the, when I say they, I mean the defense made it sound like his time in prison was very tough. They said he paid a heavy price for his conduct. He spent the past 21 months living under unusually harsh conditions in three jails in Ohio, Oklahoma, and Washington, D.C., and a federal prison in Pennsylvania. Now, if you're remembering back in our last act, we told you he was not allowed out because he was a flight risk because he had a lot of money and no ties to the community. And that's kind of what happens when you're a flight risk. You're stuck in jail and jail sucks, you know? So they say he used this time in jail to think about all the terrible things that he did and how he will live his life upon his release. They said he tried to do everything he could to give back the proceeds of his theft. So we did a big time span jump for you here. We said that the feds went in and seized his shit and they could only get about $6,000 off his treasure wallet. Well, this time we found out during that time lapse, he must have cooperated at least to some extent. The defense is saying to a ton of an extent, they're saying he gave all the Bitcoin back. He said, not only you imagine there was, there was money that was spent right in strip clubs and so forth. So there was money that was spent. But the defense is saying, yes, there was money that was spent, but 
since that time, Bitcoin has appreciated so much that you're actually making more money back if you ignore the fact of the money that he spent, which I thought was pretty, pretty interesting argument. So they said when the Bitcoin was taken, the original value of 712 Bitcoin was $4.8 million. When he returned it, it was $12.3 million. So just under, uh, just over twice the amount, right? For doing nothing, just basically owning the Bitcoin. It appreciated over that time. The, set, the defense also said in the sentencing hearing, hey, this guy needs treatment. They said he used a lot of drugs. He used a lot of alcohol. He smoked weed daily. On the weekends, he drank excessively. He used cocaine. He used ecstasy. He used hallucinogens. Didn't specify which. They said his trip to Miami, which was the nightclub trip, was fueled by cocaine, ecstasy, and alcohol, which sounds like I've never done cocaine or ecstasy, but that sounds like a pretty good trip, Seth. They said that Mr. Harmon recognizes that alcohol and drug use did contribute to his lack of judgment. And if you remember, his text messages did say, I was drunk, probably moved too much. He said that his participation in substance abuse treatment while he serves the remainder of his sentence would help him pre prepare for a better life on the outside. And it'll be interesting to see if he gets it. So why don't you tell us what he is sentenced to, Seth? Sure. So we sentencing happened uh, in the spring of 2023, end of April. So there were two counts, account for wire fraud and account for obstruction of an official proceeding. He got a total of 51 months, and that's concurrent in terms of 51 months to each count of one and two. Uh, the defendant will be given credit for time served in the pretrial since 2021. So he didn't got he kind of got off the hook, I guess, because he couldn't have he could have had to do them uh, one after the other. But uh, it's still a, a good chunk of time. Defense wanted 36 months. Government wanted 51 to 60. So the judge gave him 51, which is the lower end of the government's range. Right, but it was still a good 20 months more than what the. Uh, than what the, play, uh, the defendants were looking for. So Gary Harmon also has a supervised release. Um, that'll be 36 months, also concurrent. Special conditions of supervision, we've seen this before, substance abuse treatment, here it makes sense. Substance abuse testing also makes sense, as well as alcohol abuse treatment. So there's an attachment to the Gary Harmon sentencing though, um, that also talks about uh, a commitment order. So what is that? So that here is the real property located in is uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sure that's near Akron. Um, particularly described as situated in the city of Cleveland. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a residential condominium development. And this is in addition to his Audi S5 that we know he paid $52,000 for with a check. And $285,000 or so from the local bank uh, in the name of Gary Harmon. All those were seized by the government. There was more. They also took about 68 uh, Bitcoin after required fees seized from the block buy account. There was a Chrono Swiss watch also seized from that same um, Cleveland, Ohio unit. There was about 161 Bitcoin. Uh, again, there was like a higher amount, but there were some fees associated that was seized from the wallets reconstituted using seed words. 
another 17 million in Dogecoin. Again, it has a required piece, seized from wallets, reconstituted using seed words. Another two and change in uh, Ethereum, another kind of crypto coin, cryptocurrency rather, seized from wallets, reconstituted using seed words. And another 417 in Bitcoin, answer required fees, uh, seized from wallets recovered from an iPhone. So he really was spreading out his wealth, literally and proverbially. And those were all seized by the government. So the good news is there were no monetary penalties, really. He got a $200 assessment. Restitution, zero. Fine, zero. Another assessment, zero. Uh, all because there was nothing else to give take. He t- they took everything. We've never seen that before, by the way, Jones. I think that's the first time we've seen where there was no fees other than his $200 because, I guess, they took everything out. Yeah, they basically just made him forfeit everything, I think. The the government actually more than made what he took, which is just astounding to me, where it was 4000 I meant $4 million at one point, and then by the time the government got it, it was $12 million. It's just, nah. So here, we're at the end of the case. This is it. Um, Gary... He's got a sentence where we're going to watch and see what happens to Larry. And I hope to God there isn't another brother in there named Barry or anything else. So let me give you my final thoughts on this case. One is, this is the second or third time we've seen treasure wallets. I have a feeling we're probably going to see them again and again. I've never actually run into them except for doing this podcast and going through crime. So immediately the researcher mind of mine goes wow i wonder if treasure wallets are really used for good purposes because it always seems like criminals that have their money on them in these in these cases that we've been uh researching now another thought i had was it's pretty damn hard to find a physical world equivalent of what happened here which is a thief swiping money from law enforcement because of just how virtual currency can work it's just if law enforcement seizes an object or money it's in their evidence locker and under any other circumstance so this cryptocurrency just put a complete wrinkle in there that i don't think law enforcement was prepared for and i wasn't when i initially read this case and it just made for a really good case i thought now my last thought on this is four ish years i know it's a few months over four years for 5.3 million ish in theft. That's not real bad. I mean, that's about a million dollars a year. We've seen worse on our show. We saw people, you know, throw their life away for $11,000. Now, the reason why I'm saying this out loud is because I've already researched the next two cases after this, and they're going to be comparable. We're going to be able to do some comparisons here. And so try to remember four years and $5 million later on, you're going to probably hear us like four years and X amount of dollars. And you'll go, wow, that was a lot less or a lot more than that other case that we talked about. And it'll kind of give you a a picture. And I've been trying to, I talked with this about Seth and we've talked about this in our um, season one closer, which is I would like to come up with some kind of measurement where we could say, this person gave up X amount of their life for Y amount of gain. And we haven't quite got there yet, but four years for $5.3 million, that's about as close as I can come up with a um, 
some kind of measurement here and we'll see how that goes do you have any final thoughts in this case seth you know the only one that comes to mind is like arguably if the government had done a better job of seizing and containing and controlling the access to the funds the second you know the the whole brother stealing the money couldn't have happened right so in other words this is for me similar to like if you are a cop and you make a big drug bust and you have you know you can imagine you pick your movie or your miami vice episode of a big evidence closet full of you know cocaine right in bags you know if somebody went and stole that cocaine and then made money on that cocaine shame on the cops for not locking it up better right or if money is seized directly from a bank account that account is frozen right if it's part of a crime and then you know the money either gets reconstituted or emptied out or whatever here it sounds like the government didn't really know uh what to do to really lock down a treasure wallet knowing that if you have the right pass phrases <laughs> you can access it so it just makes me wonder if the government has changed their approach to seizing bitcoin via um treasure wallets i don't know i mean when i i did the research on this and i read that you could do that with the treasure wallet i was like mind blown didn't even know that that technology existed out there and i wonder if this was a surprise to the government too I, I have a feeling because I know that they were watching the accounts and when they saw movement on the accounts, they went, oh shit. And they went back to the hearing and they're like, you have to give us your passwords. And then when they put the passwords in, they're like, oh, oh, money's missing. Exactly. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. For me, that's one of the most interesting parts is, I mean, first of all, the balls to be able to steal money after it's been seized by the government is... I tip my hat to that. That's 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 uh, some impressive chutzpah there. You know you're getting caught. You know you got to be caught because it's just you and your brother basically that have access to all this stuff. It's it's crazy. Well, you and he cop to it. I have the pass frass. Yeah. Did you have anything else before I close this? Out? No, that was really for me the most interesting part about this case. I'm not sure I'm able to do the mental calculus of a year, a million dollars a year for imprisonment because he didn't get to keep any of it. Yeah. True. All right, so this is the point where I usually give you a preview of next week. You're going to have to hold on one second while I tell you where our website is. It's ecrimebites, E-C-R-I-M-E-B-Y-S and Yellow Milk. Y-S and Yellow Milk. T-E-S dot com. Please go there um, across the top. If you're on your desktop, you've got all our social media links. If you're on your phone, there's a little button with three lines. Click on that, and it's got all our social media links down there. Now... If you liked anything in this act or this episode or anything you've seen us do, please give us a like and a subscribe. All those free things that you can give us help us move up the charts. Um, If you're on Apple Podcasts specifically, if you could please give us a five-star review and say something nice, Apple Podcasts is where half of our audio listeners come from. And doing that moves us up so more new listeners find us. So that would help us out a lot with that. Let me give you a preview of next week. Now, if you've seen a theme and I'm going to continue this theme throughout the lifetime of e-crime rights, hopefully it's picking cases with some weird ass facet. You know, this one was being able to reconstruct the cryptocurrency in this case. Well, in the next case, not only did they steal money, but they stole hotel reward points too. So what I'm going to bring you is a case where 
there are socially engineered reward points with an individual named Shirig Patel. And it'll be a lot of fun to listen to. So hope to see you back next week and we will get right into that case for you. Thanks for listening this week. And until then, stay safe and look forward to seeing you. Thank you.